Sometimes our mistakes put us exactly where we need to be. I guess that's what I've learned to love about travel. You meet so many random people. You're not so closed off. You're more open to yourself. And now she is here with me. Strange how one person can make life feel so new. Hello and welcome to episode 354 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a Mad Manipod episode. That was just a couple quotes that are supposed to be Silver Surfer related. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, we are back with the Mad Manipod episode. And just Got to get this book all set up. I can get its little protection towel down and get it open up to the page that we left off on. I can get things to work with me today instead of fighting with me. All right. Let's see, we're on page 220, it looks like. In the middle of the story. This is still the story of where Madman and Dr. Flem decided to go for a spaceship ride. <laughs> go back in time or forward in time or wherever they were going to. And some things happen, of course, and... That's where we were left off, is the madman trying to find any other civilization out where he is in this prehistoric-style atmosphere. And he had a, an interesting interaction with a kind of a T-Rex-style dinosaur. And now he's still running around trying to figure out where the doctor is, where the ship is, where anything is, and where he is, and trying to stay safe and not get eaten by some giant dinosaur or whatever. So let's start off on page 220, where we left off. Hopefully you got your book. You got... Volume 2 in the mail this last week. I haven't even opened it. I trust the person that picked it up, so I just left it in the box, and it's going to stay in its box until we finish this one off and put this one away, and then we'll pull that one out. By then, we'll probably even have the third volume, <laughs> since we aren't even halfway through this book yet. So let's start off where we left off going to be a little rough. The teeth are in, but irritable. So we'll see how everything goes. And like I said, we left off with Madman just in search of something. Wait up! I'm coming. Don't leave! 
a couple pterodactyls flying around, questioning what he is. Unreal. What's this? A wallet? Yowza. Who's this? Gosh, what a beauty. As he picks up a picture of a gal in a swimsuit on a beach. Gee, I wonder what Joe's doing now. Oh, forgot. Hello. No doubt about it. I'm not alone. I've got a guardian angel with a laser weapon. That's right. Someone, something, helped him out with the T-Rex by zapping it with a laser. But why? The game of hide and seek. What the? Ahem. A robot picks him up by his collar. Well, actually by his backpack. Lifts lifts Madman up in the air. Goes jumping off the side of a mountain. Hey, you. Let me go. Don't shove. Why, you. I order. The robot's just making little noises but not speaking. Welcome. I'm sorry I didn't bring you here. When Bot M and I first found you, the place was a mess. Actually, I read your journal and I couldn't miss the opportunity to observe you. You're quite a mystery. He's talking to some mysterious figure in a cave. Mysterious female figure. You think I'm a mystery? Gee whiz. I'm great. It's great to see a human face. Is your name Mamie? Yes. Professor Mamie Vargas. I guess you found my wallet. Right, hun? Oh yeah, your wallet. Here it is. It had $30 in it. Don't worry, it's all there. Ah! (laughs) You are new here, aren't you? You still haven't arrived at the clear fact that you'll be spending the rest of your life here. Well, I know things don't look great, but I'm hoping my friend Dr. Flem will come fetch me. You fool! Then you were with Flem. You caused my time machine to malfunction. Ugh! As he gets hit in the face. Then it was your wreckage I found out there. Of course. It's been years. It's been here for years. All because of presence from the future. You, 
created a series of time burps, stranding me here. Do you know what it's been like for me to spend all that time with no human contact? I thought I had rusty social skills. But of course, now I have you, darling. I might as well tell you, Gillespie Flem and I were part of a very elite scientific community. We were more than colleagues and shared research. That's how I came to create Bot M and my time machine. <laughs> yeah, right. Still, none of that matters now, you see. We're Adam and Eve. It's our responsibility to be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> if that's the case, aren't you afraid I've arrived just a little late to work your multiplication table? <laughs> I think I'll just go back to my place and build a signal fire. I know Dr. Flem will find me. And you, too. Don't be pathetic. Accept the fact you're stuck here. Look, I have a TV, monitor, and videotapes. Steak. A TV, huh? Oh, okay. Bunch of things go running through his mind. Thinking about the TV, thinking about the shelter, thinking about her. Just keeps wondering what he should do. And he chose to stay for now. Mainly for the TV. <laughs> Wise decision. Because if you don't stay, I'll have Bot M crush your tiny skull. Hello. <laughs> Poor madman stuck with a pervy that's going to rape him in his sleep. Or she probably has some type of thing that's going to, she's going to give him a drink and knock him out or something. Take advantage of him. <laughs> so is this it? Will I ever see Joe again? Watch the. Otter use its chest and a rock to crack open the shell. That was a thing coming from the TV, which looks like it's a pretty rough-looking TV monitor. Doesn't even look like there's an actual image on it. Dr. Flem said I'll visit his past self in my future, so I have to get out of here, right? Is time so fragile? That I've been nudged towards a different path. Hmm. Huh? So. Ah. I knew you couldn't be trusted. 
Jeez, mellow out. I just had to go to the bathroom. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. Well, then I'm sure you won't mind if I attach this chip to the base of your skull so I can keep track of you. Actually, spot him, get him, and bring him back. The balcony is closed. Bzzz. See you later. As he goes jumping off a cliff, off a rock that's on the side of the cliff, while Bot M keeps chasing him into the woods, into the prehistoric atmosphere. That thing is pretty darn quick. Taxi! As he uses his yo-yo to wrap it around a pterodactyl's throat and Jumps off a tree branch and goes flying along with the pterodactyl. Yeah, he rascals and rascals and rassled, <laughs> rassled him a pterodactyl. Uh, robot puts the pterodactyl in its sights, shoots, kills the pterodactyl. Pterodactyls fall. Falling to the ground with Madman. Sorry, pal. I didn't mean to drag you into this. Pot M. He's over here. He's heading that away. Oh, great. Now she has a gun. Look, if you'd only be reasonable, I need some distance. Hey, lady. Get a new hobby. Gosh darn it. That robot has zeroed in on me again. Here it comes. As Madman sitting in a giant bird's nest. Grabs the eggs. Starts throwing them at the robot. As the robot's climbing up the rock edge. Up to the nest. Listen Ace. Turn back and I'll follow you. <clears throat> Sorry, getting a little raspy voiced. Just don't bully me. Give me some space. As he smacks it with a stick. This robot in the head. Sheesh. As he jumps away with his pole, does some pole vaulting. Back off, man. I'm warning you. Warning ya. You asked for it. Takes a stick, does a little trick. But M's up. <laughs> little play on words. As he jumps on the stick and smacks the robot in the nuts. As the robot goes falling and flailing and lands in some volcano. Uh oh. Boy, did I pull a boner as Madman goes jumping off the side of the volcano as it starts to erupt. 
goes sliding down the side of the volcanoes. Uh, molten lava flying everywhere. Falls down through the trees. To the ground. Oof. As he hits the ground, lands on his back. You! Oh boy. I extended love to you. Say, we need to talk. I would have given you that photo. I was going to give it to Gil Flem. You killed Bot M. You killed my only companion. And now, and refused to be sociable. Now, you'll pay, you little turd. As the old lady comes after him, she's wielding something that looks like a shotgun, possibly some type of weaponry. I'll be your friend. I'll be your friend. Oh, no. Look out. Above you. I'm not going to fall for that naive trick. As she puts Madman in her sights, gets ready to shoot him. And womp. Ooh. Alas, I hardly knew her. Yow! So basically, the lava landed on top of her head. She is gone for now. <laughs> Unless she's some type of molten ro- lava freeing surviving robot or some type of thing. We will have to see what happens in the future with that. But the lava keeps flowing. Madman keeps trying to get out of the way. He lands in a tree. He gets trapped. He starts to get kissed by the lava. And he's feeling the pain. He yells out for help. As a couple of pterodactyls go flying overhead. And all of a sudden we see this hole that's opening in the sky. And a red ship just happens to pop out of the hole, come flying around the lava. Dr. Flam! Dr. Flam! Down here! I see you, Frank. Don't worry. Hang on. We can still make the time window. Caught it. Climb in. (laughs) Caught it. Climb in, Frank. I'm taking you home. Nice of you to drop by. Sorry, Frank. It was difficult locating the exact moment in time you'd been left in. I met a friend of yours. Mamie Vargas? Yes, I know. A tragedy. How'd you know that? I completed the project and caught her presence in my recordings. This was the only available time portal. I wish I could have saved her, but I was lucky to get to you. Time travel carries more risks than I imagined. Each passage risks displacement. Huh? 
There's a danger of sucking things into the time portals that don't belong. Let's get you to your date already. Or to your date. Ready? Um, yeah. Okay. All things considered, I don't think I care for time travel too much. As they go zapping through their little time warp, time zone. Influential thingy. Space thingy. Space time continuum thingy. Hey, Frank. You used the front door. (laughs) Yes, sir. Is Joe? You're 15 minutes late. But I... I... Ran all the... I forgive you. Dr. Flem called. Phew! Let's dash. Dad, the pizza bot is here. Yum. Yeah! As we see this bot M looking pizza bot type character shows up to deliver the pizza to Joe's father. And while we're at the end of another chapter, another trade gone, we will have to start up again. We get a cool pinup on the next couple pages. You can make them both pinups. The Madman cover is cool enough in itself. And then a cool little pinup in the next page where Madman is doing little shadow shadow character type uh, tricks. And it looks like we got the next story is going to have Dr. Flem and Dr. Biofard and Dr. and Dr. Dr. Madman. Dr. Madman. Uh, Honestly, Madman is starting to look like one of the Smarter one of the three people, so it could be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, looks like they're going on a little adventure. I remember reading this story back in the day. This is a fun one. So we'll get caught up to this trade paperback next time. Or this part of the book next time. Hopefully next Monday we will come back again for some more fun. Yeah, put my red ribbon marker in its spot get it nicely laid out so it doesn't damage my pages and then we will get back to our book next monday pick it up and get it out of my way so i don't damage it but yeah it was fun. You got to see what happened with their little time travel adventures. Again, Madman wasn't even needed. Poor guy got lost in the whole time travel. Got thrown out of the, the time traveling device rocket. And ended up almost getting raped by an old lady. <laughs> that wanted to play Adam and Eve. Uh... 
almost got eaten by a couple different dinosaurs. Got attacked by a robot. All that stuff. And the whole time, Dr. Flem is just missing. Just gone. And then shows up after having to re-time travel to get back to where Madman was to save Madman and bring him back to his date. They could have just left Madman at home like Madman wanted. And none of this would have happened. And Biofard could have dealt with his little girlfriend on his own. Or Dr. Flem. (laughs) I mean. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm going to stop it here. And I'm going to come back with one more little bonus segment. I like having a little extra to talk about. On the second part of the show. So we will get back with that right after this. Okay, let's get to a little bit of extra, extra all red. (laughs) Uh, I guess you could call it. We needed a certain Silver Surfer comic because people were talking about it a couple weeks ago, which that one I'll be reading in the near future. But I ended up finding it in a lot that had five other Silver Surfer comics. Which was nice because they were all ones I did not have. So I could sit there and check these out. One I might have had. One or two I might have, but I just haven't got to that collection of stuff yet through all of it, so I'm not sure yet. I might have some, but that's fine. If I do down the road, I can do whatever with them. Uh, But one of the comics that was in there was Silver Surfer number one. Not the original one. This is by Marvel Now. This is the newer version. This is the All Red all Reds run. Uh, I don't see an exact. I was hoping to see a date on the inside cover, but this would have been the number one for the All Red run. I I assume. But in this one, we get to see Dawn in her childhood. Uh, just meeting but not meeting the Silver Surfer for the very first time. And her parents going on a vacation. The kids and the parents. Some type of interesting bed and breakfast style environment. And while at the same time the Silver Surfer is kind of being summoned by uh, I don't know if you can really call it a world a planet it seems like it's more like something that was put together a mechanical build style planet but And it's called the Empiricon. It looks like just basically 
if New York and San Francisco and Denver and just all the big cities just collided all together and just made one giant ball. That's what this place kind of reminds me of. And Silver Surfer just gets summoned in and asked to do something. And we get to see what happens. Why he's put through this trial or tribulation uh, journey or adventure or asked to do a quest. Kind of forced into it. And this is how we get to see Dawn for the very first time. So you could could say that this is the first appearance of Dawn, I would assume. I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm just starting to check out Silver Surfer stuff. I just wasn't into it for many years. Just didn't look at it, didn't give it a chance. And now that I'm checking it out, I'm really enjoying it. So if you... Want to find out more? Check that out. Uh, but yeah, this is your introduction to Dawn. It's got a nice little all red cover with the surfer hanging on to Dawn as some a bunch of little bugs are flying after her from some strange moon looking planet type thing. And they're all kind of dressed up like Dawn in the same style outfits, but <laughs> that was fun. It was enjoyable seeing that. Hoping that that's kind of like the first introduction to the Dawn character. I could be wrong. Man, we're going to be talking about other ones later this week. And now that I think about it, I think Dawn was mentioned in later versions but we will see we'll come across them all eventually and then do a whole all read all read reread or whatever you want to call it of all the surfers in order once we if we ever have them all <laughs> but it could be a long time from now and i'd probably be dead before i get them all <laughs> Because I'm not going to go for any high-end ones because I'm not that into the character. So, we'll see. But, Ecstatics. Number 20, The Cure, Part 2 of 2. This one's, well, we do have a little synopsis for you. I can give you that. Ecstatics, previously. Ecstatics has scaled the mountain of Professor Xavier's dream to new heights. Adored by millions, these mutants have triumphed over adversity and hatred with telegenic smiles and designer spandex. It's a good gig, despite the frighteningly high mortality rate. Body counts or no, the team considers itself rich because fame's the ultimate currency, and ecstatics is ecstatics is positively rolling in it. Lately, the cost of living, the high life, has been getting to Miles Allred. 
or Miles Alfred, aka Vivisector. That, that messed with me. They did that on pers- purpose. They played with the all red names and turned it into Miles Alfred, Alfred uh, who is the Vivisector. When Dr. Alex Finlay approached him with a cure for his mutant lichen, lycanthropy, 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 the wolfman pounced. The procedure was successful, but Miles had no idea being normal would be so hard. First, he was voted off the team and asked to move out of Ecstatic's tower. Then he was dumped by his new actor boyfriend, Brandon. The final insult, Dr. Finlay has his own agenda. He cured Miles only to create a serum that would allow him to take his place in the ecstatics as the new vivisector. So yeah, this one was interesting. Again, you got Guy Smith, Mr. Sensitive. You got the anarchist, Tyke Alistar, or Alicar. You got Venus de Milo. You got Miles Alfred playing Vivisector. We got Dead Girl, and we have Dupe, who just doesn't get enough time in these. I, I was really looking forward to reading these because of Dupe and hoping I'd get some more Dupe time, but you only get little teasers here and there so far, and the ones that I did check out. But yeah, in this storyline, we get to find out what happens when this guy takes my, well, takes, uh, The one characters, the wolf characters' abilities, and injects them into himself after he cures the character, and he becomes the new Wolfman character, and you get to see how it affects him and how the uh, mutants, mutanty, mutancy, uh reacts to this character's body type and personality and we get to see what happens to the old wolf man along the way and the ecstatic crews how they de- how the whole gang deals with them is really interesting but still confront confrontational there's some issues through with the characters with each other throughout this one again but it was a more enjoyable one. I wish I had part one of that story, but I'll have to get that down the road if I don't have it. But I don't know which box of my damn comics are the Xbox. So I know I have a bunch of these. I just got to figure it out. But I don't recognize any of these covers, so hopefully these are at least new ones for me. Uh and then the last one I'm going to talk about is Ecstatics number 24, Ecstatics versus the Avengers. This one, oh Christ, this has a long storyline going on with this one. I'll give you, see how far I get with it. But this one has a lot more conflict going on in it. Uh, it looks like it's a five-parter. So this is part four of five. This is the penultimate 
issue of the good and the famous. What weapon could possibly be mightier than Thor's hammer, tougher than Iron Man's armor, and weirder than a hex from the Scarlet Witch? Doop's brain. And it's exploded into little green pieces all over the earth. And ecstatics are brawling with Earth's mightiest heroes to retrieve the pieces. Can I get a whoop whoop? Sorry, that was a bit contrived, wasn't it? It's just that I so desperately want to belong. I mean, I tried the whole goth thing, but it just wasn't me, you know? Too much pallor and punk. I'm way too anal retentive. At any rate, I'll try to keep it real, as they say, and stay focused on providing a concise recap of the events so far. So, ecstatics are racing against the clock to restore the Dupemeister's brain before it shuts down forever. But the Avengers are trying to beat them to the punch because, well, because the U.S. government doesn't trust ecstatics to get the job done. If you haven't been keeping track of the fights, here's the scorecard. Round 1. Captain America was laid flat on his back, courtesy of the Anarchist. But Scarlet, Scarlet Witch? Not so lucky. Outwitted by Dead Girl who made off with her piece of dupe brain. Round two. Hawkeye claimed the pants off vivisector. Or charmed the pants off vivisector. He wishes. And made off with the brain. And Miles' heart. But no worries, ecstatic fanatics. Venus de Milo junked or juked Ant-Man and left the poor little guy empty-handed. So double-check my math, but I think the score is 2-2. Next up, it's Skins versus, well, Skins, in a battle royale, the likes of which you've never seen before, and maybe don't want to, as Mr. Sensitive goes toe-to-toe with Iron Man in sunny France. Who will emerge victorious? You'll have to read it and see. Yeah, Vivisector and... Or, I mean, Mr. Sen- I got Vivisector on my brain from the last one. Mr. X, or Mr. Sensitive. I'm going to get this right eventually. And Iron Man come across a clan of people that they got to deal with that just happen to be in an area where one of the pieces of Dupe's brain has been... Uh, narrowed down to and both characters want this and Mr. Sensitive and Iron Man just go back and forth battling away mindlessly for no damn reason uh, over this brain who gets it but they're not fighting over the brain. They're fighting over their egos is what they're fighting over. The brain's just an extra thing on the side that they got to deal with eventually. And until then, they're just going to keep fighting it out because 
They're idiots. <laughs> we don't need these stupid fighting storylines between these characters. We need to, these characters to do good. Use your powers for something good instead of fighting all the time. But yeah, we watch these two battle it out over and over as they're trying to get the brain. We get to see this interesting group of characters that they come across that have the brain. And we get to find another character from the past is also part of this. But yeah, it was an interesting story. Check it out. Another one of the ecstatics by Marvel, Marvel Knights. Number 24, by Milligan, All Red and Crane. But, I don't know. These two I, didn't, I enjoyed, but the Wolfman story is better in my opinion, but I'd like to read all five issues of this story with the crossover between the Ecstatics and the Avengers. So hopefully I'll get the rest of those eventually. I can't stop yawning now. But yeah, that's it for today. We're going to end it there. Have a ginchy good day. It's crappy here. I'm not doing going out anywhere today because it snowed again after a weekend of melting of snow and rain and thunderstorms. Now we got a few inches of snow and then tomorrow it'll warming up warm up enough to melt it on the sidewalks and the cement and all that again and then the rest of the week's supposed to be 30s with a couple days of possible rain snow mix but yeah wonderful wisconsin you never know what the weather's going to be it can change every minute every day just gotta deal with it be used to having all kinds of weather wind rain storms it's going to all happen. But be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Keep the monster at bay. Check out Crimson Cull Comic Club. Check out Under the Cull. Keep following Under the Cull of MMS. Tell a friend. Rate, review, send a comment, a question. Whatever you want. You like us, you hate us. We want to hear either way. We don't care. I haven't figured out how to f- see if I have any notes from anybody yet. But the easiest way, if you definitely want something to get through, is to send it to Kevin, Kevin the Duckpool at gmail.com. That's the best way to send it. But I don't get credit for it if you don't rate and review it on the site. So it's better, I guess, for my legacy to have it done that way you can rate and review and you can always send me a question separately or a comment and we'll get back to you again tomorrow with our normal Tuesday episode and hopefully we'll be back again next Monday with another Mad Mana episode and Mana Pod and like I said we got volume 2 in the mail so if you don't have it yet get it get it ordered get it on in your stock so you have it when we get to reading it and we'll talk to you again soon bye